0: My sisters and brothers, the Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. As Jesus passed by, he saw a man blind from birth. He spat on the ground and made clay with the saliva and smeared the clay on his eyes and said to him, go wash in the pool of Siloam, which means scent. So he went and washed. And came back able to see. His neighbors and those who had seen him earlier as a beggar said, Isn't this the one who used to sit and beg? Some said it is, but others said, No, he just looks like him. He said, I am. They brought the one who was once blind to the Pharisees. Now Jesus had made clay and opened his eyes on the Sabbath. So then the Pharisees also asked him how he was able to see. He said to them, He put clay on my eyes and I washed, and now I can see. So some of the Pharisees said, this man is not from God because he does not keep the Sabbath. But others said, how can a sinful man do such signs? And there was division among them. So they said to the blind man again, what do you have to say about him since he opened your eyes? He said, he is a prophet. They answered and said to him, you were born totally in sin and you are trying to teach us. Then they threw him out. When Jesus heard that they had thrown him out, he found him and said, do you believe in the son of man? He answered and said, who is he, sir, that I may believe in him? Jesus said to him, you have seen him and the one speaking with you is he. He said, I do believe, Lord. And he worshiped him. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Do not judge from his appearance or from his lofty stature. Because I have rejected him. Not as man sees does God see. Because man sees the appearance. But the Lord looks into the heart. And then the story proceeds that the one whom God has not rejected is the one everyone else assumed wasn't even under consideration. Why would the youngest, why would the youngest be selected over his elder brothers to be the king? But indeed he was the one accepted, the one called, the one chosen. Somehow or another, David did make a splendid appearance, but he was still the youngest. And people had to get their heads around how God could go against the way things are always supposed to be. You see, despite the fact that most of us have eyes that work fairly well, even as we get older, they work less well, but they still work fairly well. The problem with our vision is less to do with our eyes and their connection to our brains than how we have been trained to see, how we have been trained to judge, how we've been trained to make assumptions. So there's the assumption that the youngest can't be considered over the oldest. And yet, God saw something very different. Jesus sees a man born blind. Everyone else saw a sinner or someone who was being punished for the sins either of himself or of his parents, which was a common belief that people who were afflicted with disabilities of any kind or sicknesses and diseases were cursed by God as a punishment for something somewhere in their past that they probably had no idea about, and yet, this was the assumption. People who were blind were not worthy of God's blessings. But of course, Jesus sees something very different. He looks at the blind man and he doesn't see a sinner, he sees a prophet, someone who has not been trained to see the way all of us have been trained to see, and therefore capable of learning to see as God sees. Of course, he pays a high price for that, because to see differently than the way the rest of us see puts us in a position of opposition, danger, contradiction. And yet that is what prophets always end up being. The Pharisees see this blind man and they still can't get over the idea that God could not do this work in him. It must be the work of evil. And they ask him to explain it, and they hear a horror story in their ears and in their eyes that someone violated the sacredness of the Sabbath by making mud and bringing about healing and restoring sight. They have been trained to see. And in their training, no one who violates the Sabbath could be from God. And so they cannot see this great work, this great miracle that God has done, because in their assumption, Jesus is a sinner. Even more a sinner than the blind man he has cured. And they refuse to believe their eyes because it just doesn't match their assumptions and presuppositions of the way things are supposed to be. And yet that is the very point. For the whole mission and ministry of Jesus. Was about trying to change the way we see, away from the way we have been trained to see, and towards being trained to see as God sees. So, how have we been trained to see? That's just something to ponder very carefully. What assumptions do we bring as we make our judgments on the world? How prone are we? How trained have we been? to see those who are different with suspicion rather than as gifts, to see those who are less able as somehow less instead of potential instruments and prophets of the glory of God. How much has our fear trained us to see only the worst in those we do not like rather than to see their gifts and their goodness perhaps challenging pieces and places in our own hearts that are closed and tight and hard. How much does our vision need to be retrained into the vision of God through the mission and ministry and teaching of our Lord Jesus? How can we be trained to see enemies as friends and potential brothers and sisters? How can we be trained to see the glory of God even in the midst of great suffering and sadness? How can we be trained to see the signs of hope when nothing ever seems to be ever any different than it is? How can we be trained to see with faith when it's so hard to believe that things could ever be ever different than they always and always have ever been? To be trained to see as God sees, is absolutely the work of the saving power of Christ. He has come to set us free. And perhaps that which enslaves us more than anything is how hard and fast and stuck our vision of training has been. Jesus sets us free, first of all and most of all, from the assumptions that we bring to our visions and judgments on the world. And to be a follower of Jesus just might require all of us to always ask as we are seeing and judging, am I seeing this as I have always been trained to see? Or is somehow or another our Lord and Savior and Teacher Jesus inviting me to see something completely different and therefore to judge it in a completely different way?